happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Your words are very powerful and often impactful. Do you know the words you say are a direct reflection of you? They often indicate your spiritual condition. Those who speak positively and who are always giving reference to the work of God in their lives are a living testimony of who God is to them. In contrast, those who are always speaking negatively and who rarely mention God also give a testimony of who God is in their lives. He is of little importance to them. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures, revealing God's thoughts on the importance of the words we choose. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. What a pleasure it is just to spend the next few moments just talking about something that I think all of us need to go back and think about on a regular basis. The Bible is very clear that what we say and how we say it is incredibly important. But many of us just speak without thinking, and many of us will think about what we're going to say, but we don't really fully think it through to the point of understanding the impact that our words have, not only on the situation that we are in, but also on the people who are involved in that situation. And the Bible tells us that we are to live peaceably with all men as much as possible. And a lot of times we could really do ourselves a big favor if we simply just thought before we spoke. Because everything we have that comes through our mind doesn't need to be spoken. We need to remember that we are to use our voice, our words, to encourage and edify others. And we are to use our words to build the kingdom not to destroy it. So let's take a look here in James chapter 3, beginning in verse 2. And here's a soliloquy that James gives us about the power of our tongue. And he says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. So he tells us very quickly here that if you can control your words then you are living the perfect life. And he says, because when we control our words, we will also control the rest of ourselves. He says, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body, this big, majestic, powerful, heavy creature of a horse is completely controlled by a teeny bit that's in its mouth. Behold also the ships, 
which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. This massive cruise ship, a massive battleship, strong and big, is completely turned by a small rudder. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith we bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. And what he's saying here is that our words matter. What we choose to say with our tongues has a great impact on our peace, but more importantly, on our witness. And there's lots that the Bible has to say about our words. And as we begin to think about this, I read this account in James because I want you to hear what the scripture says about the value and importance of it. But I also want you to know how difficult it may be to control your tongue. But all things are possible to him that believeth, according to Mark 9, 23. We're also told in Philippians 4 that we can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth us. And we are told that he supplies all of our needs according to his riches in glory. So this is not beyond our abilities when we place ourselves in the hands of the Lord. When we allow the Lord to take control of us and be at the helm of our being and we go wherever he says go and we listen as he speaks to us, we too can be tamed because we can follow after the similitude of God in which we were created. But it will take a conscious effort. You will have the purpose in your heart to do so. And as we begin to look at how this works in our lives on an everyday basis, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 12, verses 35 through 37. And they go like this. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were telling me how they just like to goat this other individual, and how they like to just say things to pick and to sort of destroy the peace in the conversation that they're getting ready to have. And so I asked him, I said, well, why, why do you do that? And he said, because I think it's fun to get her all riled up. And I stopped for a moment because I realized that he's not alone in that common practice that happens in relationships. 
whether they are friendships or whether they are acquaintances or whether they're church members or workers or whether they're brothers or sisters, you know, sometimes we just say something to get a response. And on the surface, it may seem like that is trivial and it's really not that big a deal. But in the reality, it's a huge deal. We are told not to provoke people to anger or wrath. The scripture also tells us that we are to live peaceably with all men. So if we're going about trying to just rile somebody up to get a response, to get them all aggravated, even if it's easy to do, that's something that we're not doing with the love of God as it is intended for us to do. And we are told in James chapter 3 that I just read in your hearing that that ought not be. We should not both love out of our mouth and curse out of our mouth, or we should not edify and bring up out of our mouth and destroy and take down. We are to live a life whose words are filled with the goodness, the grace, and the mercy of God. And it matters because you're going to give account for every idle word that you speak. Do you realize there are times that you spend with people, people that you know don't know the Lord, and you'll spend 15, 20 minutes, an hour, two hours, what you call shooting the breeze, just talking about all these different things that have no meaning, no matter, no anything. And you're not even building a relationship with that person. You're just talking to be talking. And that is however much time you spent doing that time that you could have worked in building a relationship with that person. So then the next time, maybe there would be an open door for you to speak about Jesus. It could have been the time that there was an open door and you could have spoken about Jesus and you could have said things that mattered, but instead you're just speaking about anything. I believe we've all been in the presence of someone who literally could not stand silence. And every second was filled with a voice, with a word. And many times those words made no sense or they weren't necessary. Now, I know there's times that we have conversations with people and it's surely to get to know them. It's surely to get closer to them. It's to share thoughts and feelings. But we need to be careful about the things we say. And we need to be extremely careful about the words we choose to speak. In James 3.13 is the crux of our verse here. And he says this, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. In other words, who is wise among you that is filled with knowledge and intelligence? Let that person, out of a good conversation, show his deeds with meekness of wisdom and gentleness of humility of true wisdom. Let that person who truly knows who God is Speak in such a way that his deeds for Christ are what's being spoken about. Now, I'm not saying you say, hey, listen, I just paid the electric bill for the person down the street. Don't get your rewards here. 
just pile them up in heaven. We read in Matthew chapter 12 how a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. Well, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, that is sold out to Jesus, that's in love with God, that is obeying the commandments, that is striving to do what God asked them, who is delighting in the words of Jesus and wants to be all that they can be in Jesus, that person is going to have a conversation that is life-changing to everyone in their presence. Whether they are directly speaking about hell and heaven and salvation and blessings and the goodness of God, or whether they're indirectly showing the blessings of God in their life, the choices that they are making, they are influential people and they move people for eternity. That's what your words can do. Your words can have eternal impact on people. They can show them that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. They can show them the way of salvation, the free gift of salvation given to every person who believes by the grace of God. You can speak the words of Jesus in your conversations. My parents used to speak, and half their words would be part of a verse, and half of their words would be regular words, and we would call it God speaking. And they would do that so habitually because they knew the words so well and it was so engrafted into their hearts and minds that when they spoke, they spoke it. I believe that's what Jesus is asking his children to do. Be so into it, so in love with it, that when you are in the presence of others, that he comes up in your conversation. It's interesting, those of us who have sports as a hobby, You ask us to tell a story and we're trying to give an illustration. Many of us can pull a baseball story or a basketball story or a football story or a tennis story or whatever sport it was. We can talk about analogies and idioms and things that are all related to sports. And no one thinks anything of it. You walk away and go, wow, that person really knew a lot about that game. The same should be true of how we speak of the word of God how we talk of the character of Jesus, how we incorporate and live and engraft the word of God into our lives. Because when we speak, we can make eternal impacts. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 8, we're told this, put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy communication out of your mouth. Now, it is interesting to me the number of people I know who call themselves Christians who have a potty mouth. They'll use slang that doesn't need to be used. They'll use words that you couldn't tell the difference between them and someone who doesn't know Jesus. Someone who doesn't have the Holy Spirit living in them. And they'll avoid the biggies, so they say, and somehow think it's okay. But they're still using language that identifies with the devil, that identifies with the world, that identifies with the contrary nature of what God is asking us to speak. They are using words that are not doing anything to edify and build up the kingdom of God. In fact, it ruins their witness. 
It causes their words when they do choose to say something about God and who he is to have less meaning or impact. See, he says to don't let filthy communication come out of your mouth. Filthy talk, crude talk, and cursing are just not becoming of godliness. And the Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy. And I want you to know that my God did not cuss. My God did not curse. My God did not use foul language. My God did not do any of the things that you might want to say he did. Because he was holy. He was fully God, and he was fully man, and he walked on this earth without sin, but he was tempted, and we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit of God in us to teach us, to guide us, to lead us, to direct us, to convict us, and if you are a Christian and you are using foul language, you are not in the center of God's will, and you can't prove me otherwise because the scripture says you shouldn't be talking about that. You shouldn't be talking with a mouth out of one side that is saying things that are of the world, that is like the world, and then out of the other trying to talk about the goodness of God, his holiness. Now, that's not how it works. Somewhere, somehow, you've got something that you haven't sold out to Jesus, and it's your mouth. It's your words. And in James, we started out with how important your words are, the power that they have, the difference that they can make. You know, one day, this world's coming to an end. He's either going to step out of the clouds and call us home, or our time on earth is done. But either way, we're no longer here. And then our opportunity to lead someone to Jesus is over. We don't have a chance once we're in eternity. No one's lost in heaven, and you can't reach anyone who's in hell. So now is the time. That's why he says now is the time. Today is the day. Accepted time of salvation. And no man comes to the Father but through Jesus. And you're going to wish for a moment in time, perhaps, on your deathbed that you had an opportunity to talk to that brother, that sister, that friend, that boss, that co-worker, that church member about who Jesus really is. But instead, you were too busy hanging with the gang, being like them, fitting in, telling the dirty jokes, using foul language. I hear it all the time among people who say they're Christians. And it is something that does not compute because it is not true. God did not ordain, encourage, or approve of foul language. So whatever lie you're telling yourself or whatever lie you're believing from the devil, it's time you let it go because nothing good is accomplished by using that kind of language. But you know what? Filthy communication isn't the only communication that can harm our witness and hurt others. Ephesians 4.29 warns us, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. The old saying that said, don't say anything if you can't say something good would do us all a lot of good if we would heed it. 
We have to control our tongue. Everything you think, you don't have to speak. See, it's, it can come back to get you. I watched this happen one time in my life where I worked. I watched a person really berate their coworker and really cause a lot of trouble when we were trying to have this conversation to stop, and it took us a few minutes to get that person to stop. But by the time they had finished saying all the horrible things about their coworker and they had pointed out all the mistakes and they had caused as much shame and reproach to this individual as possible, it was kind of too late and we were doing all we could to stop it as soon as we saw it. But things are interesting in life. A little less than a year later, that coworker who was being harassed and abused became the boss. And now that person who had shamed him in public was working for that person. And we all kind of stood back and watched because we wondered how this was going to go. But I'll tell you how it went. The person who had been shamed and harassed treated that employee as good as it could be treated. They never went back and did to them, even though they had right, authority, and opportunity. It was as if it never happened. And I've thought about that many times because the person who was offended was not a Christian. But the person who was doing the offending claimed to be one. Years went by and I spoke to her. And she said to me this. You know, it's always been hard for me to believe that person was a Christian because there wasn't anything in their life that was different than mine, except I was kinder and nicer. And that stung for me. I wasn't the one caught in that, but I realized that I am a Christian. I get lumped in with every other Christian. And there are a lot of people out there calling the name a Christian that just aren't Christians. And there's a lot of Christians out there that simply aren't policing their lives and guarding their words and protecting their ways. There's some people who needs to do business with Jesus. Perhaps you're someone who uses foul language, and then suddenly, how are you going to tell that person about Jesus? They're not going to think you have something they don't have. Perhaps you're somebody who doesn't have a loving, caring heart. How are you going to rectify how you've treated someone to tell them about Jesus? Because someday, the Lord is going to call you to speak to somebody about Jesus. He says, go ye into all the world. He's opening doors and giving you opportunities. You may just not be walking through the doors or recognizing the opportunities, but it doesn't mean you're not responsible to do it. It means you're not looking and caring enough. But someday will be too late 
for you to tell that loved one about Jesus. For you to make that last attempt to let them see Jesus in you so they would want what you have. Your words are powerful. They can destroy or they can build up. They can point people to Jesus or they can point people from Jesus. But they're going to point them in one direction or the other. So today, right now at this moment, I encourage you, as the psalmist David said, to search me, O God, and see if there be any way in me that isn't pleasing to you. And be honest and let the Lord play the scenes in your mind. And as he brings something to your mind, you lay him at his feet and ask him to forgive you and to remove them from your being, to take it out of your personality and to fill the cold, dark heart with a soft, pliable, joyful, loving, God-filled heart. Have him turn your harsh words into softer words. I'm not asking you to compromise. In fact, I'm telling you to do the exact opposite. I'm not telling you to not stand on your convictions. I'm saying do all of those things with the love of Jesus. Don't ever let it be said of you that your action or your words lacked the love of Jesus. We are called to be his ambassadors. And we can only do that when we spread his love. And your words are your first tool to bring others into the kingdom. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.
Ligue.